Hey, Alana. Hi, Luke. You know what's really awesome? What? Family devotions. Really? How can I get some? By signing up for our Patreon. Um, hey, Alana. Yeah? What's Patreon? So a Patreon lets us connect with all of our listeners and provide some really awesome family devotions, tips and tricks for leading family devotions, coloring pages, memory verse, fun, and a bunch more. Check it out by tapping the Patreon link in the show notes below. But wait, there's more. There is. We also have memory verse coloring pages for anyone to download completely free. They're great. Check out the Google form in the show notes. Welcome to 66 and 365, Bible Reading for Kids. I'm Luke. And I'm Alana. And we're excited to be reading the Bible with you. Our goal is to help our kids be engaged with the Bible every day this year, and we hope that you'll join us. We just finished reading all about Jesus's life in the build-up to Easter, and we have loved reading most recently the four different accounts of Holy Week. We are jumping back into the Old Testament, all the parts of Scripture that happens prior to the birth of Christ. In today's episode, we read about the brutal politics during the in-between time as Saul's reign concludes and David's begins. 2 Samuel chapter 3 During the long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, David was growing stronger and the house of Saul was becoming weaker. Sons were born to David in Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon by Ahinoam, the Jezreelite. His second was Chiliab by Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite. The third was Absalom, son of Micah, the daughter of King Talmai of Geshur. The fourth was Adonijah, son of Haggith. The fifth was Shephatiah, son of Abital. The sixth was Ithraim by David's wife, Eglah. These were born to David in Hebron. During the war between the house of Saul and the house of David, Abner kept acquiring more power in the house of Saul. Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, daughter of Aiah. And Ishbosheth questioned Abner, Why did you sleep with my father's concubine? Abner was very angry about Ishbosheth's accusation. Am I a dog's head who belongs to Judah? He asked. All this time, I've been loyal to the family of your father, Saul, to his brothers and to his friends and haven't betrayed you to David. But now you accuse me of wrongdoing by this woman? May God punish Abner and do so severely if I don't do for David what the Lord swore to him, to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and establish the throne of David over Israel and Judah from Dan to Beersheba. Ishbosheth did not dare respond to Abner because he was afraid of him. Abner sent messengers as his representatives to say to David, Whose land is it? Make your covenant with me, and you can be certain I am on your side to turn all Israel over to you. David replied, Good, I will make a covenant with you. However, there is one thing I require of you. You will not see my face unless you first bring Saul's daughter Michael when you come to see me. Then David sent messengers to say to Ishbosheth, son of Saul, Give me back my wife, Michael. 
I was engaged to her for the price of a hundred Philistines. So Ishbosheth sent someone to take her away from her husband, Patel, son of Laish. Her husband followed her, weeping all the way to Bethlehem. Abner said to him, "Go back." So he went back. Abner conferred with the elders of Israel. In the past, he wanted David to be king over you. Now take action, because the Lord has spoken concerning David. Through my servant David, I will save my people Israel from the power of the Philistines and the power of all Israel's enemies. Abner also informed the Benjamites and went to Hebron to inform David about all that was agreed on by Israel and the whole house of Benjamin. When Abner and twenty men came to David at Hebron, David held a banquet for him and his men. Abner said to David, "Let me now go, and I will gather all Israel to my lord, the king." They will make a covenant with you, and you will reign over all you desire. So David dismissed Abner, and he went in peace. Just then, David's soldiers and Joab returned from a raid and brought a large amount of plundered goods with them. Abner was not with David in Hebron because David had dismissed him, and he had gone in peace. When Joab and his whole army arrived, Joab was informed Abner, son of Ner, came to see the king. The king dismissed him, and he went in peace. Joab went to the king and said. What have you done? Look here, Abner came to you. Why did you dismiss him? Now he's getting away. You know that Abner, son of Ner, came to deceive you and find out about your military activities and everything you're doing. Then Joab left David and sent messengers after Abner. They brought him back from the well of Sirah, but David was unaware of it. When Abner returned to Hebron, Joab pulled him aside in the middle of the city gate, as if to speak to him privately. And there, Joab stabbed him in the stomach. So Abner died in revenge for the death of Asahel, Joab's brother. David heard about it later and said, "I and my kingdom are forever innocent before the blood concerning the blood of Abner, son of Ner. May it hang over Joab's head and his father's whole family, and may the house of Joab never be without someone who has a discharge or a skin disease." Or a man who can only work a spindle, or someone who falls by the sword or starves. Joab and his brother Abishai killed Abner because he had put their brother Asahel to death in the battle of Gibeon. David then ordered Joab and all the people who were with him, "Tear your clothes and put on sackcloth and mourn over Abner." And King David walked behind the coffin. When they buried Abner in Hebron, the king wept aloud at Abner's tomb. All the people wept, and the king sang a lament for Abner. Should Abner die as a fool dies? Your hands were not bound, your feet not placed in bronze shackles. You fell like one who falls victim to criminals. And all the people wept over him even more. Then they came to urge David to eat food while it was still day. But David took an oath: May God punish me and do so severely if I taste bread or anything else before sunset. All the people took note of this, and it pleased them. In fact, everything the king did pleased them. On that day, all the troops in all Israel who were convinced that the king had no part in the killing of Abner son of Ner. Then the king said to his soldiers, "You must now, you must know that a great leader has fallen in Israel today. As for me, even though I am the anointed king, I have little power today. These men, the sons of Zeruiah, are too fierce for me." May the Lord repay the evil doer according to his evil. Second Samuel chapter four. When Saul's son Ishbosheth heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he gave up, and all Israel was dismayed. Saul's son had two men who were leaders of raiding parties, one named Bana and the other Rechab. 
sons of Rimon the Beerothite of the Benjamites. Beeroth is also considered part of Benjamin, and the Beerothites fled to Gittim and still reside there as aliens today. Saul's son Jonathan had a son whose feet were crippled. He was five years old when the report about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nanny picked him up and fled, but as she was hurrying to flee, he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. Rechab and Benan, the sons of Ramon the Beerite, set out and arrived at Ishbosheth's house during the heat of the day, while the king was taking his midday nap. They entered the interior of the house as if to get wheat and stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and his brother Bana escaped. They had entered the house while Ishbosheth was lying on his bed in his bedroom and stabbed and killed him. They removed his head, took it, and traveled by way of the Arabah all night. They brought Ishbosheth's head to David at Hebron and said to the king, Here is the head of Ishbosheth, son of Saul, your enemy, who intended to take your life. Today the Lord has granted vengeance by the Lord the king against Saul and his offspring. But David answered Rechab and his brother Banah, sons of Ramon the Berathite, as the Lord lives, the one who has redeemed my life from every distress. When the person told me, look, Saul is dead, he thought he was bearer of good news. But I seized him and put him to death at Ziklag. That was my reward to him for his news. How much more when wicked men kill a righteous man in his own house on his own bed. So now should I not require his blood from you and purge you from the earth? So David gave orders to the young men and they killed Rechab and Banah. They cut off their hands and hung their bodies in the pool at Hebron. But they took Ishbosheth's head and buried it in Abner's tomb in Hebron. And now it's time for the question of the day. The question for you and your family to talk about today is how do you show loyalty to your friends? Don't forget to practice our memory verse this week. And if you want to send us a sound clip of the verse you practice, we'll add it to next week's shows. Send it to 66and365@gmail.com. at gmail.com. This week's memory verse is, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27, 1.